At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the look ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Greg Pearson holding it down for Scott Seidenberg tonight, and we've got a tremendous hour for you as we're going to be joined by a pair of guests. Pam Maldonado is going to be joining me. We're going to talk a little tennis and we're going to take a look at some NFL futures as well because it's never too early to be taking a look at the NFL. Going to be taking a look at some win totals there. That is going to be coming up in about 15 or so minutes. And then towards back half of the hour, we're going to be talking to Aaron Running. Talked a little bit in hour number one about my expectations for game four of the NBA Finals. We're going to get his thoughts as well. That's going to be coming up in about 45 minutes. So we've got you all locked and loaded in terms of just a little bit of everything here in hour number two as we're going to be talking some baseball along the way as well. We're to pitting upon some NHL in hour number one. It's just a great time in general. When it comes to the sports calendar, things are starting to get a little bit more, shall we say, stagnant when it comes to a lot of these. So you've got to enjoy the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup playoffs while we can because they're going to be gone before we know it. And then we're going to be looking forward to a lot more football, both college and the NFL moving forward after that. And hey, if you're me, you're going to be taking a look at conference previews in terms of college basketball with conferences like the Atlantic Sun, the America East, and looking to see if Bryant, newly formed out there in the America East, can take the throne from Vermont in there. But that said, there aren't as many people taking a look at that as they are at Major League Baseball. So let's dive into what we've got with regards to the slate for Friday. And I write up on these every single day for DK Nation. And today, we wound up picking out the Rays and the Minnesota Twins game as we go 971-972 on the bang board. we got Drew Rasmussen, who's going to be on the bump for Tampa Bay. And it's going to be one Devin Smeltzer, who's going to be on the bump for Minnesota, very interesting name for Mr. Smeltzer as you've got the race finding himself anywhere between a minus 110 to a minus 115 favorite. Meanwhile, if you're looking at the Twins, very small plus price in a lot of spots, finding as bad as minus 105, as good as about a plus 103. Don't on this game, finding it anywhere between an 8 and an 8.5. And, and DK Nation pick is going to be on the raise. I felt like they should have been a little bit of a bigger favorite in this spot. I want to personally making them more in the pocket of minus 128, minus 130. So getting this between minus 110 to a minus 115, I think that you've got some relatively solid value, especially when you take a look at this Twins team who are currently 19th in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA, and their bullpen has just been absolutely taxed recently. You take a look at it, and they have gotten more than five innings out of just one of their starters thus far this month in eight of the last nine games. Their starters by five innings or fewer. They're currently dealing with an injury to Emilio Pagan, which is not necessarily too terrific either. So 
Right now, the Twins are up against it, and you've got a guy in Devin Speltzer who, right now, he's got a 193 ERA. He's been able to do a good job in his five starts of being able to hold down the fort. He has given up two earned runs or fewer on every one of them, but right now, if you take a look at his fielding independent, it's nearly double what his ERA is. His ERA is a buck 93. Fielding independent is a 378, and that could be chalked up to the fact that he does not wind up getting a lot of swings and misses. Currently averaging 4.2 strikeouts per nine innings. Very much a pitcher contact guy, and with the uh, with the weather winding up heating up a little bit more, we wind up seeing the ball just totally fly out in that Yankees versus Twins game on Thursday. I do think that that's going to pose for a little bit of an issue. Now, the Tampa Bay Rays, they've been a little bit down with their power thus far this season. Brandon Lau has been out of the fold for this team. In fact, Mike Zanino just be generally terrible. He's hitting below the Mendoza line of 200, and even though he's never really hit for average before in his career, he wound up having 30-plus home runs last season. This season, it has been not so great for him. I believe he's had four or five home runs thus far this season, so that is something to take a look at. But got Randy Arozarena, G-Man Choi, both being able to get on base for this team. You've had Matt Marbunko be able to give you above a 300 batting average as well, so that is something that is encouraging. And for the Tampa Bay Rays, they've actually been able to generate a little bit more offense when they've been on the road rather than at home. The trough, very much not a ballpark in which allows for a lot of hard power in general as the Tampa Bay Rays are averaging right around four runs per game when they're at home. This is closer to about 4.6 on the road, so I do think that that's something to take a look at now. For the Minnesota Twins, the one roll that I say you're rolling by betting against them is that Byron Buxton all of a sudden has gotten white hot for the team. He wound up having two home runs in that loss against the New York Yankees. You could tell that this guy was just not right. There wound up being a 12-game stretch in the majority of May, in which he wound up having just three hits in that 12-game stretch. He has been able to bust out of it. He has looked very superb these last two weeks. And when Byron Buxton is fully healthy, he's one of the best players in Major League Baseball. Now, the thing is, he has never really been able to stay fully healthy for a year in quite a long time, so that is a little bit of an issue, but he has been able to do a solid job there. Take a look at Luis Arias as well, someone that I feel like deserves a lot more love than he winds up getting. I mean, this guy is hitting nearly a 350 is on-base percentage, north of a 440. He wound up going deep against the New York Yankees on Thursday, so he's been able to figure it out as well, but got so much trepidation with regards to this Twins bullpen, and with the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, you don't have as much question mark when it comes to this bullpen. They are currently 7th of the big leagues in terms of ERA out of the bullpen. Now, with that said, they are currently dealing with J.P. Fireisen, but yet to give up an earned run all season long. He's currently on the injured list, but Jason Adam has a sub-1 ERA. Someone like Colin Pooch has been able to do a good job for this team. Brooks Raley, he's starting to regress a little bit. Ryan Thompson, he's had a little bit of a tough year as well, but Matt Weisler has been able to come in. He's been able to hold down the fort, so I do like the way that the Tampa Bay Rays team is rolling and take a look at Drew Rasmussen ever since he got elevated into the starting rotation towards the back half of the 2021 season. He's made 21 total starts. He's allowed three earned runs or fewer in 20 of them. So guy has been nails in terms of just being able to come in, do a solid job, gives up right around 2.3 walks per nine innings, less than a home run per nine. Not a massive swing and miss guy, right around 7.7 to 7.8 strikeouts per nine innings, but certainly more than what Devin Spelser is getting in. With Minnesota, I do think that this is a team that they're starting to heat up a little bit with regards to their offense. I did wind up saying this total as a result at an 8.6. Minnesota, a little bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark, but I do think that with the warming of the temperature, you can tell that it's starting to affect things out there in Minnesota. I think that Rasmussen going to give up a few runs, and with Devin Smelser not getting any swings and misses whatsoever, that's going to be an issue for them. So I'm looking at this 8.5 over, and when it comes to DK Nation pick, wind up riding with the Tampa Bay Rays on the money line. So I'm going to be taking a look at them, a team that has been having a very, very difficult time generating runs. They are one of the biggest underdogs that we're finding on the betting board. How about if we wind up going with nine, with 963-964? This is the Toronto Blue Jays on the road. They're facing off against the Detroit Tigers. Elvin Rodriguez goes for the Tigers, and you've got Jose Barrios, who's going to be on the bump for Toronto. Toronto find themselves as one of the bigger favorites that you're going to have at between minus $2 and minus 210 And when it comes to the Tigers, in between plus 170 and plus 188. And we wind up hitting north of like a 215. I would not even consider the Detroit Tigers here. It is really, really sad to take a look at this offense. They've currently got through 56 games this season. 30, count them, 30 home runs. I mean, let me just put this into perspective for you. Aaron Judge currently has 23 home runs. 
If you pair him up with John Carlos Stanton and or Anthony Rizzo, you can take your pick on which of those guys you're able to pair him up with. They've got five more home runs as a duo than the entire Detroit Tigers team. And you just take a look up and down this Detroit Tigers lineup. I just don't think that they're going to be able to do their part with the total because I mean, the Blue Jays have been a relatively solid over team here over the last, we're going to call it two and a half weeks ever since they wound up having that road trip to the Los Angeles Angels. And they were able to really play a big role in Joe Men currently being on the unemployment line. But when it comes to Detroit Tigers, I mean, it has just been absolutely pitiful for this team. Now, they've been able to generate a little bit more offense at home than they have been on the road, but that's not saying much considering on the road, they're averaging 2.05 runs per game. That has to be like some sort of a record for fewest runs per game on the road since the dead ball era. But I mean, what do all these guys have in common? I'm going to name off a few guys for you. Robbie Grossman, Javi Baez, Spencer Torkelson, Jonathan Scope, Jameer Candelario, and the currently out of the fold, Eric Haas. All these guys are hitting a 200 or worse for the Detroit Tigers. It has been ghastly bad for this team. And with the Detroit Tigers, you don't have a single guy that has hit more than five home runs this year. Candelario and Scope are currently tied for that. You don't have a single guy with more than 20 RBI. Miguel Cabrera, I mean, he's been that guy. He's hitting a 297. He's actually had himself halfway a respectable season, but I mean, this entire team has been bad now. The one redeeming quality that the Detroit Tigers have, or else this would be a team that might be on pace for a historically bad season. They're in the top five in terms of bullpen ERA. This bullpen has been absolutely nails for this team, and they wound up having a day off on Thursday, which means that all these guys are going to be rested. You got Gregory Soto, Alex Lang, Willie Peralta, all flinging a buck 71 ERA or less. Will Vest, he's got a sub-2 ERA as well. Michael Fulmer has been able to down the fort for this team. Jason Foley has been able to give you some good innings. So it's a good bullpen. And with the Toronto Blue Jays, guys like Julia Merriweather, Trevor Richards, and company, they have not been able to do their part. But all of a sudden, the Blue Jays have been able to bust out now. I do think that we're going to see a little bit of regression when it comes to the Blue Jays and the way that they've been able to hit with men in scoring position. Before this recent run for the Blue Jays, they were hitting a buck 71 with men in scoring position. And that just was not going to continue for a 162-game sample size. It was a case in which they were having no good, really bad, terrible results in which Murphy's Law was kicking in. You knew that there would be a little bit of positive progression there. And now, over this recent run, it's been probably a little bit too much progression. So, I think that we're going to see things start to iron out eventually with regards to this. I think that it could wind up coming, as a matter of fact, in this series because Detroit very much a pitcher-friendly ballpark. But I do take a look at the Blue Jays and Jose Barrios. He's going to need to pick it up a little bit. He's got north of a 5 ERA. And it's always been a guy with demonstrative home and road splits. And that's really manifested itself this season. Right around a 3 ERA at home. He's got north of a 7 ERA on the road. That is far from terrific. He is still a guy that is able to give you some good swing and miss. He's been walking a few more guys than normal. But it looks like his mechanics are starting to get a little bit better with regards to this Blue Jays team. And then when you've got behind you, Guys like George Springer, when you've got Flair Guerrero Jr., both hitting a double-digit amount of bombs thus far this season, that should be able to keep the Blue Jays in the winner's circle. Right now, I'm seeing their run line in a lot of places right around a minus 120 to a minus 125. I would bank on the Blue Jays being able to win this game by multiple runs, especially with them being on the road. And coming up next, we are going to be welcoming on Pam Maldonado. She does a terrific job of being able to handicap tennis, and she does a great job with regards to being able to take a look at college football and the NFL. Going to be talking some big skin and talking some tennis next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry. 
Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Heat up your lineup with the FootJoy Tee-Off Challenge. You're able to compete for two free-to-play fantasy golf contests to be able to compete for your share of $10,000 in total cash prizes while the world's best golfers tee off. Head over to DraftKings.com slash FootJoy now to be able to join in on the action. FootJoy, the number one shoe and glove in golf. See terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions at DraftKings.com and those all do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to have on our guest, Pam Maldonado, does absolutely amazing work over there at Yahoo. Covers a little bit of everything as she does a great job diving into tennis. She does a great job diving into both forms of football, the NFL and also college. And it is great to have her aboard tonight. Thank you so much for joining me, Pam. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about everything. <laughs> oh, I am as well. It's a great time because now you're sort of having the wrap-up with regards to the NHL and the NBA, so you've still got great action there, but now it's getting to the point where it's not ridiculously early to be able to take a look at the NFL, college football, what have you, and I know that with regards to the NFL, you're taking a look at a pair of AFC West teams because, as we know, that is going to be an absolutely stacked division. Where do you stand on the Chiefs and the Chargers? Because I think that these are two teams that are going to be so fascinating with both of them having good up-and-coming young quarterbacks. So the Chiefs, for me, this is a team that we all love Mahomes. We know that he's absolutely great on the field. But the season win total right now for Kansas City is set at 10.5 wins. Now, I want to lean to the under here so hard because in 2021, they had the sixth hardest strength of schedule, and yet they still went 12-5. and Well, this year, they have the number one hardest schedule in all of the NFL. But in week one through nine, they will be the first team ever to face a winning face a team with a winning record from the previous year. That is nine straight weeks, including to buy eight straight teams that had great seasons last year, and they're going to face them consecutively. Now, the problem for me is I don't want to be in front of the Mahomes bus and and doubt him and throw, okay, well, now I'm going to look under. So instead, it's more of like a cautionary tale of I would not be looking to take Chiefs in any types of futures market, not to win the Super Bowl, not to have Mahomes winning MVP. Instead, wait early in the season, weeks three, weeks four, week five. You could probably get a better number early to mid season just because of how difficult that schedule is expected to be. And when it comes to the Chiefs as well, we wind up seeing it in the 2021 season, which they wound up having a really tough time of it. You could tell that they were getting a little bit unlucky with regards to the way that the ball was bouncing a little bit earlier in the season. If you were able to jump in on them early, they were able to get you a bunch of wins. Would you be sort of taking a look at the same thing if the Chiefs wind up getting off to say like a 4-1, and 5-1 and one start, then you start to bet against them a little bit more. And if they wind up starting off, say, 1-3, and 2-4, and four, something like that, then you start to bet on them? No, absolutely. I'm, for me, looking at the Chiefs early to midseason, that's where I want to be have my target because they also did lose Tyreek Hill on the offense. He's the fastest wide receiver, and they replaced him with Juju Smith-Schuster as wide receiver one. I mean, he just played five games in 2021, so we have no idea how that dynamic is going to change things. We don't know if he's going to mesh well with this offense. We don't know who the targets are going to be for Mahomes, so it's going to take a few games to kind of settle all that into the into the things. I want to see what comes to fruition. Week five, we're going to have a good idea. Week seven, we're going to have an even better idea. They have a week. They have a buy in week eight. That could potentially be your buy-in spot for at a much better number than what you're going to find preseason. 
And it's also going to be interesting to take a look at Marcus Veldes-Scantling as well, someone who's a little bit more of a deep threat when it came to the Green Bay Packers, not necessarily as much of a possession guy. So how he winds up being able to meld into the offense as well, I'm going to be taking a look at that as well. And then the other team out there in the AFC West I think is intriguing is the Chargers because it felt like if it wasn't for, and I'm going to say it directly, Brandon Staley making some absolutely boneheaded decisions. This team probably should have wanted making the postseason last year, and they've got all the talent in the world. Justin Herbert was terrific for this team last season, but I'm a little bit conflicted with them. I don't know where you wind up standing, but I think that just having to play out there in that AFC West, even though they've got all the talent in the world, that could wind up taking a little bit of a toll on them. So the line total, the season win total right now for the Chargers is 10 and a half. I'm a little, I'm like, I'm with you. I'm in the same boat. I'm hesitant to want to believe that this is going to be a shining team in the AFC. But I'm instead, what I think you could be looking for instead of the season win total is maybe plus 240 to win the AFC West. Just because you do have such an elite quarterback in Justin Herbert, he's still under his rookie contract. So they were able to make some moves in the, in the postseason that, okay, you're talking about Brandon Staley. I think he did some good things here. He traded for Khalil Mack. You, now you potentially have two uh, dominant edge rushers with Joey Bosa. 2021 last year, they had they were 14th in pressure rate. That's definitely going to go up. But more so, they really worked here, the LA team. They really worked on the defensive line. You have Sebastian Joseph Day, who's one of the best run defensive interior defensive linemen. You have Austin Johnson, who is solid with the Giants. Um, you have a couple of extra pieces added to this unit right here it is it is a much improved defensive line now on paper it's much improved we're going to see in action if it really comes to fruition because we know that last year the chargers they were third worst in rushing yards allowed they were fourth worst in yards per carry so how improved is this is this defensive line really going to be that's kind of where the factor is it's the defense really lacked in some spots so the offense really had to like overwork itself in order to put itself into a winning position so now i'm not ready to say that they're going to be superb with over 10 and a half wins so i think a better value spot could be taking them to win the afc west instead and i think that this could be a little bit of a boomer bust team to your point with regards to that defense right. because we know that this is going to be a team that they're going to have no shortage of firepower on offense just the question is is it all going to be able to come together and I think that that's a little bit of a question for the Lions because if you were betting against the spread on Lions <laughs> didn't wind up going too bad for you last year if you were betting on them on the money line every single week it went cataclysmically bad for you but with that said it's a Lions team that you could at the very least make the case in which they wind up showing a lot of fight they wind up showing a lot of effort oh, yeah. this is a season win total that is one of the lowest that you're going to find out there on the board and I personally wound up taking a lot of the Lions on the spread, not so much on the money line last season. I mm -hmm. thought that they would go over their win total. Clearly, that did not wind up being the case. Am I a sucker for thinking that they could wind up going over this season? We're all suckers for believing the Lions are going to do well this season. <laughs> I mean, the line total is set at six and a half, and I'm interested in the over. Now, am I going to bite? I'm not sure. But as you alluded to, they were great against the spread last season. 11 and six against the spread. That was the fourth best in the NFL. That was also having the fifth hardest strength of schedule, and they went three and 13. And what happened What this year, they're going to have the fifth easiest now I know that you still have Jared Goff as a quarterback, and that's going to really come into play here. But you have to look at the three wins that they did have, and it was against the Vikings, the Cardinals, and the Packers all at home. Well, weeks 13 through 18, the Lions are going to face the Jags, the Vikings, the Jets, the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers in week 18, who potentially don't need that game at all. That alone is where they could potentially get their three to four game stretch maybe get lucky in the early part of the season, win a game or two. I could definitely see this going over six and a half, but another cautionary tale, I'm more so interested in backing them as underdogs once again. Yep, I'm right there with you because against the spread, not so bad last year. Straight up, absolutely terrible, but something that I take a look at with the Lions and the reason why I'm a little bit more bullish on them as well is that I take a look at the rest of the division, not impressed. Now, the Green Bay Packers are obviously the favorite in that division. No fans are buts about it, but I take a look at the Chicago Bears. <laughs> They might be a bottom five team in the NFL this season. Yeah. They are going to be not so great in my opinion. I take a look at the Minnesota Vikings, and every single year the Vikings are hovering right around 500, but you mentioned it last year. The Vikings wound up losing to the Detroit Lions once. I could see a split happening yeah. there as well. If the exactly. Lions are able to get even just those wins over the Bears, if they're able to get one against the Vikings, that's three right there, and that's part of the reason why I am so bullish on the Lions. I think it's a fair assumption that they're, the Lions have an opportunity here. I mean, they did add a really 
key piece to that defense. And it's they picked up Aiden Hutchinson for the edge, and then they picked up a couple of wide receivers. You have DJ Truck now and Jamison Williams. Now Williams may or may not play. Or still, I think that's still like uh, in question because of his injury that he sustained late in in the postseason. Um, post regular season but i mean this isn't this really is a team that as you mentioned they had fight uh i think they are well coached um jared goff is just that if it was just anybody but jared goff but honestly like i think goff is very capable he's shown that he is capable against i mean he did well against the vikings they have a couple of wins they can just pick up a couple of spots good spots um their schedule is just very it's very easy to pick to want to go over here. And so I'm trying not to fall into that trap. So instead, look to them as underdogs to cover against the spread and just hope for a good season from them. Yep, it is a case in which the Detroit Lions certainly have not been able to blossom in recent seasons, to say the least, but it should be interesting to take a look at them. And you've got a sign behind you that says that there's two seasons football season and waiting for football season. Unfortunately, we are currently in waiting for football season, but it's great to <laughs> be able to take a look forward during this time of year. And Pam, you're one of the best at being able to do so. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pam does an absolutely terrific job over there at Yahoo Sports, Yahoo Sportsbook. She does a nice job taking a look at a little bit of everything. And I know that she's going to be on top of her game when it comes to Wimbledon as well. That's coming up. She does a great job handicapping some tennis as well. And we were able to take a little bit of a look forward at the NFL. Now let's take a look at what we're going to be getting on Friday. We're going to be hitting the diamond. Take a look at some games out there in the American League next right here on VEASAN. Esports Bank Network as it's Greg Spears and filling in for Scott Seidenberg right here on The Lookout. This is The Look Ahead on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check out the current betting splits data. The betting splits page is going to show you where the money and the bets are going for every single game, and now it is updated every 10 minutes, so that way you can see the changes in the action, and you'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money just doesn't match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VEASAN.com. As it is a look at with myself, Greg Spearson. Great to be able to get Pam Maldonado on the show. Great to be able to take a look at a little bit of football as well. Because before we know it, things are going to be getting kicked off. It is going to be a tremendous season. I know that Pam, she always does a great job whenever she winds up joining on this show. And she also does a great job with regards to her tennis picks as well. Never want to shy away from those. She does a terrific job there. So big thanks to her for joining me in the last segment. And then coming up in about 15 minutes, we're going to have Aaron Renning on the show. Aaron is an absolute ace when it comes to being able to take a look at the NBA. So we're going to get his thoughts as to what we're going to be seeing in game four of the NBA finals. So we're able to take a look forward there as we're covering all the bases here on this hour of the look at and Speaking of covering all the bases, that's why we wind up going out to the ball diamond as how about if we take a look at a game that is involving, shall we say, two little bit of lesser teams, but I think that this is going to be an intriguing game. Nevertheless, we go to 969-970 on the bank board where the Kansas City Royals are going to be in the road. They're going to be facing off against the Baltimore Orioles. Bruce Zimmerman with two ends on the end of Zimmerman. Going to be going for the Baltimore Orioles and John Heasley is going to be on the bump for the Royals and what is pretty much a pick em game here. Royals in some spots, a very, very slight favorite. You're going to be finding them anywhere between about a minus 103 to a minus 110-ish. And you're taking a look at the Orioles. You're going to be finding them as good as even money, as bad as minus 110 with a total of 9.5. And, and we did wind up seeing a little bit of an offensive explosion in the game yesterday, in which you did wind up seeing the Royals be able to get the job done by kind of 7-5. to five, But I don't necessarily trust in this offense right now. You've not been able to get a lot of power whatsoever when it comes to this Kansas City Royals team. They're towards the bottom of the big leagues in terms of home runs per game. As a matter of fact, out of your 30 teams, they're currently clocking in at 28th. And this is a team that they're averaging 0.6 home runs per game at home. That is currently in the bottom 10 in the big leagues. The only teams that are worse, the Detroit Tigers, the Cleveland Guardians, who have actually been able to do a solid job of being able to put back the ball, and the Oakland A's. So that's a little bit of an issue there. And for the... Royals, you've been able to get a little bit more out of Andrew Benatendi. He's been able to do a great job hitting above a 300. Last year was a little bit of a disappointment. This year, he's been rock solid, but really past that 
Whit Merrifield, Bobby Wood Jr., Salvador Perez, all these guys that were expecting to have big seasons. They have not necessarily been able to blossom. And you take a look at Bruce Zimmerman has some pretty bad home and road splits. Right around a 4-11 home ERA, north of a 5-7 ERA on the road. But I would argue that he's been a little bit unlucky, all but one of his home runs this season. They have come on the road. He's given up something like 12 bombs over the course of 26 and two-thirds innings. Many of those balls would have... Not been out at too many ballparks other than the one that he was pitching in. So that's just one of those cases which all you can do is shrug your shoulders and just move on from that. But he's also backed up by a really good bullpen. What has really went under the radar with the Baltimore Orioles this year, and I chalk it up to one thing very, very simply. It's the fact that they're the Baltimore Orioles, but you take a look at what the bullpen has been able to do. They have been nothing short of terrific for this team this season. Entering into the series, they were eighth, or they were sixth in terms of bullpen ERA. 308 bullpen ERA. All these guys, CNL Perez. You're able to chuck in there someone like a Logan Gillespie. I mean, you've got so many guys with a sub 25 ERA right now. You've been able to have Ore Lopez be a sub 2 ERA closer for this team. Felix Batista has been able to give you some good innings. Dylan Tate has been able to come in. He's been able to do a solid job. Really, what the issue for the Baltimore Orioles has been is that. Don't have a lot of guys hitting bombs. I mean, they don't have a single guy with more than nine home runs thus far this season. Ryan Mountcastle has been able to get on base, and then you've got Austin Hayes, and then they're able to throw in there Trey Mancini. I call him Trey Boom Boom Mancini. They've both been able to hit above a 285 for this team, so they've been relatively rock solid. But the bottom of the lineup, especially Adelie Rutschman, who was the number one overall pick a few years ago, these guys have just not been able to get on base for this team, so. That's been a little bit costly for them, but take a look at the Kansas City Royals. I speak glowingly of the Baltimore Orioles bullpen. Royals currently 28th in the league in terms of bullpen ERA. Dead last in the American League at a 480. Josh Daymount wound up getting used up yesterday, so they had to go to a lot of their trustworthy guys like at Joe Payams, and that means that you wind up getting Taylor Clark in his 6 ERA for this game, so that is not necessarily too terrific to try to back up a guy in John Easley who's had absolutely no command whatsoever. He's won 25-plus innings with 18 walks. That's more than six walks per nine innings. Just as not been able to find the strike zone. And if he could just wind up having a little bit of command, he's actually got halfway decent stuff. This is someone that I think has a little bit of upside. He just cannot find the plate right now. So that is going to be a big, giant issue for this Kansas City Royals team. And that helps out a Baltimore Orioles offense that has been sort of stuck in the mud this year. Be able to get guys on base, be able to drive in a few runs. So I take a look at the circumstance and I did wind up saying the Baltimore Orioles as a slight favorite. Wound up making them up to a minus 114 favorite. So I'm going to take a shot here on the O's who, if you take a look at it, among all Major League Baseball teams, they're actually in the top five of the American League in terms of wins against teams with an above 500 record. Now, a little bit of that is because they've been playing against a lot of these teams out there in the American League East, and the American League East has been absolutely tremendous. But I do think that you've got yourself... A relatively solid opportunity here with the Orioles. So I'm going to be taking a look at them and with really both of these teams having their issues when it comes to the offense. I'm going to be taking a look at the under to go along with the O's as we take a look at another American League game as we wind up going 967-968. The Chicago White Sox are going to be playing us to the Texas Rangers. Pair of young pitchers here as Davis Martin is going to be going for the White Sox and Glenn Otto is going to be on for the Texas Rangers and with the Rangers Right now, find them as a slight underdog anywhere between plus 105 and plus 112. And if you're taking a look at the White Sox, you're going to be getting them between a minus 115 to a minus 125 with your total at 9. And I wound up saying the White Sox a little bit closer to a minus 140. Now, you do want to note that Glenn Otto is a right-handed pitcher, and you always want to be taking a look at the righty-lefty splits when it comes to the Chicago White Sox. They're hitting about a 227-ish as a collective against right-handed pitching, north of a 250 against lefties. But... Even though they wanted taking the loss against the L.A. Dodgers on Thursday, they were finally able to find a little bit of offense. Luis Robert has been able to hit about a 285 for the team. He's been able to do a solid job for this bunch. They've really been stuck with Eloy Jimenez being out of the fold. That has been tough for them. You've had Yohan Makata being out of the fold. And when Yohan Makata has been in the fold, he's been hitting below a 200 for this team. Lurie Garcia has not been able to give you a whole heck of a lot. But Jose Abreu, he has been absolutely tremendous. For this White Sox team over the last, we're going to call it three weeks. He's been hitting above a 320 for the team. He's been able to give a little bit of power. That is an encouraging sign. And for the Texas Rangers, Glenn Otto has been okay for the team. He's got right around a 420 ERA. I took a look at him in the minor league ranks, and he was able to get just a bunch of strikeouts. And I truly really do think that 
He's got a little bit of potential, and I take a look at Davis Martin, someone who wanted pitching his college baseball for the Texas Tech Red Raiders, and he's been able to come up and he's been able to hold his own. This is not someone that I think is by any stretch of the imagination going to become some sort of an ace or anything, but in his two starts, 10 in the third innings, he's been able to hold down the fork, giving up four walks. He has not necessarily been a massive swing and miss guy, getting, I believe it's eight strikeouts in his 10 in the third innings, and you take a look at his minor league numbers, and it's not like he was ever necessarily a guy that was getting a bunch of punch outs right around nine to 10 strikeouts per nine innings at the minor league level, but always a pretty steady Eddie guy in all but one of his seasons. Wound up having 2.4 walks per nine innings or fewer, a little bit more of a pitcher contact guy. So a little bit of a throwback that the White Sox have. And with the White Sox, their bullpen has been able to improve. You've got Kendall Graveman along with William Hendricks as a good eighth and ninth inning duo. And they're going up against the Texas Rangers team in which they've had a little bit of a tough time being able to get on in general. Now the power is starting to return with Marcus Simeon, he's been able to get six home runs over his last 15 games. That has been very encouraging for this team. And moving forward, I do think that he's going to start to live up to his billing. But you take a look at E and also Corey Seager. Both of these guys, they're hitting right in the neighborhood of about a 225. Adolise Garcia, same goes for him. So that's been a little bit of a problem. Now the Texas Rangers, they are in the top half of the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. So they've been able to do a good job of holding it down there. Brock Burke, Joe Barlow, both of these guys have a sub-275 ERA. Matt Bush wound up giving it up against the Seattle Mariners a couple days ago, but that said, he's been able to do a relatively okay job along with Matt Moore. So you've got veterans that have been able to come in and have been able to do a solid job for the team. But I do take a look at the Chicago White Sox, and I do think that they're going to be able to get a relatively good start here out of Davis Martin. And with the White Sox, the big thing for them is just being able to have a little bit more offensive production at home. This team is actually in the bottom five in the big leagues in terms of both batting average and runs per game at home, which I find to be a little bit shocking. They've actually been significantly better on the road. And for Glenn Otto, this is someone that occasionally can wind up putting guys on cheaply. That has really been the crux of a lot of his issues ever since he wound up getting a few big league starts last year into this season. So that is something that needs to be looked at right around five blocks per nine innings and only about seven and a half strikeouts for nine innings this season after his cup of coffee in the big league level last season. He wound up having more like 10 and a half strikeouts for nine innings. So I take a look at this Texas Rangers team. Can't necessarily have a lot of faith in them being able to necessarily bust out with a bunch of runs. So I do end up seeing this total at an 8.3 with what we've just been seeing in general with regards to White Sox home games. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under. It's willing to lay more like a minus 140 to a minus 145 with White Sox. So looking at Chicago, and I'm going to be taking a look at the under. And coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at the NBA Finals with Aaron Ryan, tremendous handicapper. Guy is an absolute ace when it comes to taking a look at the NBA. And he's joining me next right here on The Lookout on Decent, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN contributor Jeff Siegel is coming off of a winning Preakness pick, and now you can get a $25 free bet, bet now to follow him in Saturday's Belmont Stakes. All you have to do is sign up for the first bet at the preferred horse racing app of VSIN. And if you go to VSIN.com slash horses for details, you're able to get this exclusive offer for VSIN fans. That is VSIN.com slash horses. Use the promo code LV Belmont. So the letters LV and the Belmont. And then Jeff is going to be rooting in his pick for the final race in this year's Triple Crown. As it is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson. And great to be joined by our guest, Aaron Running. Is an absolutely tremendous handicapper and a guy that does an amazing job taking a look at the NBA circuit all season long. And now we've got the last few games of the season. And I know that it's been really interesting to take a look at this series thus far, Aaron. And what are sort of your expectations for game four? Because what I think has been so interesting is just taking a look at the runs in this series. And what I really didn't expect is for the Boston Celtics to really be so dominant in the fourth quarter of these games. Hey, Greg, great to be with you. And yeah, I mean, uh, you know, so many, um, when you, they previewed and talked about this series, talked about the Warriors championship pedigree and their experience, how that would give them uh, perhaps an edge in this series. Well, I, I guess you could say that's worked out well in the third quarter so far, but not so well uh, in the fourth quarter uh, of things. Obviously, game one and game three, uh, the championship pedigree did not work out. Boston scores uh, 40 points. I'll score them 40 to 16 in game one in the fourth quarter. Uh, obviously, the other night, Boston wins the fourth quarter 23 to 11. Warriors with just 11 fourth quarter points. So, yeah, the championship pedigree hasn't really worked out. And, you know, Boston has a team that's been together. And, you know, you always, I, I don't care what kind of team sport it is, but. Uh, when you have young players that lose together and, and been together for, you know, a good five years or so, um, you know, experience, they've been into at least the, the conference final. So that hasn't made any difference uh, whatsoever. What has made a difference, uh, obviously, the speed, the athleticism uh, of Boston. That's really shown, I thought, uh, so far. So for me, uh, I have a, uh, a bet here on Boston to uh, win the series, a future bet on them as well. So uh, I'm going to go ahead. You know, I, I thought game three was certainly for Boston. Uh, I bet them in the first half and a little bit in the game. Didn't need to bet them as much in the game. So uh, as far as the side, I'm going to hold off here uh, in this contest, Greg, and really hope for Boston to win, uh, obviously. Uh, but, you know, this is kind of the Warriors game for them to come back. Uh, pretty much the series to a degree on the line for Golden State. If they don't, uh, obviously, if they don't win this one, they all of a sudden become a three-team parlay to win the NBA title at five or six to one, Greg. Yeah, that would not be ideal for the Warriors, to say the least. And what I think is so interesting is that in every single series that Steve Kerr has coached in ever since he wanted to become the head coach over there at the Warriors, they have won at least one road game. So how much would you maybe look at a little bit of a zigzag theory here where if you wind up liking the Golden State Warriors to be able to win the series, you want to probably be putting up their stand here. And even if the Warriors do wind up being able to win this game, if you're on Boston for the entirety to be able to win the championship, maybe you wind up laying off this game. And then if the Warriors wind up winning game four and they continue that trend, then wind up backing them towards the back half of the series. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that's uh, it's like I said, it's uh, I don't quite want to get in front of the zigzag theory, and this is Golden State's game. You're getting them uh, plus points. I, I made this game four, so I'm not going to be uh, involved. You know, the last series with Boston, I thought, and I had a, a pretty big series bet on Boston against Miami, uh, but I thought that series price really kind of got out of control 
uh, in the end where Boston was favored, you know, by three or four on the road. They were favored by nine or ten at home. This series hasn't quite got there. And obviously I respect what Golden State has been able to do. So I'm going to lay off. I hope Boston wins, uh, can go up three to one in the series and uh, have a chance to, to close it out in the last three. I think, you know, I'm looking to bet, uh, Greg, this game under the total uh, right now, 214, 214 and a half. And, you know, a couple things to kind of look at as far as the total. And obviously two games have gone over. Uh, one has gone under. Both teams, Greg, have shot phenomenal, really, from from three-point uh, land so far in the series, which, you know, for an NBA Finals, the two best defensive teams in the NBA, um, you really wouldn't expect that. But right now, uh, these two have combined for uh, 235 attempts, 98 makes, so about 40, just under 42% from three. Uh, really surprised at the shot making, really in game one, uh, game two to a certain extent, but game three for sure. Uh, a couple other things uh, to kind of look for, uh, the you know, the high pick and roll, the high screen and roll that the Warriors have done so well with Curry and into the drop coverage for Boston. You would think the, the Celtics here after three games of looking at that, and really that's been the main portion of this Golden State offense, they would have some sort of answer uh, for that. And, you know, I thought Boston did a, a phenomenal job of getting the ball in the paint in game three, 17 to 26. Uh, really essentially at the rim or within four feet. That's very hard to do against Golden State. Game two, uh, Boston only took six shots uh, from there. So uh, I think there's some things that maybe uh, point to the offense uh, having a tougher time. And, you know, it kind of correlates to the player props. Uh, Jalen Brown has been tremendous so far in the series. Draymond Green has switched up to him. So, you know, maybe you want to look at Draymond, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Brown under the total with his points. Yeah, I've sort of been of the proponent that with regards to the Boston main two and Jason Tatum along with Jalen Brown, I think that it would be really hard to be able to get both of those guys over their player prop. I could see a scenario with both wind up going under. I really can't see too much of a scenario with both wind up going over their player prop just because the Boston Celtics do a good job of getting so many guys in the mix. And I think it's really interesting what you bring up with regards to totals because I feel like there's been a lot of good in-game opportunities here throughout the entirety of the finals and, and even looking past the NBA finals just throughout the postseason in general with regards to totals. And I do think that if we wind up seeing another performance where you wind up having like Al Horford try to make like he did in game one where he winds up <laughs> shooting over 50% from three-point range, you see all these just followways wind up going early on in the game. Maybe take a look at an in-game under slash. If you wind up seeing the Warriors wind up coming out ice cold, they're getting good looks, but shots aren't falling. Maybe looking at an in-game over might be a way to be able to take a look at things as well. No, that certainly makes sense, and I would agree uh, with that sentiment. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, again, with the Warriors season uh, on the line, coming off a disappointed defensive performance, you would think they would lock into a, a pretty strong degree from a defensive performance, but you know when that takes place uh, remains to be seen. I mean, Boston obviously has come out and, and played well uh, in the first quarter the other night. So yeah, you you, you know you kind of go into it with the first quarter, second quarter, and maybe you can get a two seventeen, two eighteen, two nineteen at that point. And, and quite honestly, you're you're right. I, I've kind of thought to maybe take that approach, maybe even. Uh, wait to uh, get to get a second half under. So uh, never, never uh, afraid to look at that in that direction, Greg. Yep, I am right there with you there. And when it comes to just any player props that you might wind up liking, whether it be for this game or maybe you want to be taking a look at someone in general and then gauging how they might be able to be lined with regards to a game five, game six player props. Are there any guys in particular that you might be zoning in on? Well, like I mentioned, you know, Jalen Brown, I was actually surprised and impressed with uh, what he was able to do in game three. And I thought that was a you know, great adjustment for Golden State. They had Klay Thompson on him uh, in game one. They moved Draymond Green over to him in game two. And Brown was awful uh, in game two. And, you know, he even said he was embarrassed and came out uh, ready to perform, had a huge first quarter, really a first half. Uh, in game three, eventually with 27 points for Tatum kind of took over the show, uh, maybe a little bit more of uh, Marcus Smart as well. So 
again, if I'm going to be betting under and, and think uh, the Warriors turn it up from a defensive standpoint, uh, you might get a little bit, uh, Brown's probably tricked up a little bit, so uh, maybe you look at, at uh, uh, again, him going under the total. Yep, it's going to be really interesting to see what we wind up getting in-game for. Really going to be probably a little bit of a do-or-die game for the Golden State Warriors here. And I know that you've been doing a great job all season long taking a look at the NBA, Aaron. Final few games of the season, so enjoy it while we can. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you so much for doing a great job all season long, my friend. Hey, same to you, buddy. Good luck to everyone. Aaron does an absolutely amazing job taking a look at the NBA. You're able to catch him from pretty much night one all the way to the final game of the NBA Finals. He does a great job being able to handicap all of it and should be very intriguing. I do think that the Warriors, they absolutely need this game for. I do think that they're going to be able to come out. I think that they're going to be able to give some fight. Personally, I'm taking a look at the Warriors being able to win game four and then wind up having a best of three to be able to take the NBA title. So going to be a very good series moving forward and if the first three games are any indication expect a little volatility which is why i always do like to be able to look in game as well and coming up in the final hour of the look at we're going to be taking a look at just all the action that we've got on the slate for friday right here on vsin esports bank network If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our VEASAN sports betting experts are working 24-7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a baseball game or a football championship, and our team grinds year-round to help improve your betting and to help improve your betting and to help improve your betting and to help improve... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.